The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You know, I want to get into this uh, this next story. So, have you ever been turned away at the border? Ever had an issue with border security? Um, this next segment is going to focus on a Lethbridge man who for 30 years was a professional engineer working in the oil and gas sector. When things got rough in the business, he went back to school for more engineering certificates in the hopes of finding a job in the U.S. He has worked in the U.S. Uh, four times previously as well as overseas. Now, after a couple of years of searching... He was hired by a company in Texas and received his legal work visa at the end of March of this year. So March 2019. Dreams were coming true for Corey Yike and his family until he went across the border at Del Benita, where after hours and hours of questioning, being fingerprinted, videotaped, having his new employers called, the border guard... The border guard canceled his legal work visa and denied him access to the U.S. for five years. Wrap your head around that one, Chadville. Corey Yike is joining me on the phone this afternoon, as well as his lawyer, Len Saunders. Corey, Len, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. All right, Corey, let's start, uh, start with you first off. I mean, what a nightmare for you and your family. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be... I guess we'd be putting it mildly, you know, considering the circumstances here that, uh, you know, a lot of people are facing out here with, uh, with the economy and looking for work. It uh, hasn't, been, uh, hasn't been a very good experience at all. So here you are, you know, you've been, uh, you've been in the business for 30 years, then, you know, things, you know, take a, take a major downturn. You work your butt off to get more certification. You look for another job. You finally line one up in, down in Texas and Dallas area. You've got everything which you believe to be, uh, you know, proper and done correctly. And then this border guard says, no. What reason did he give you? Well, what uh, I didn't ever really get a reason. Um, after it was all said and done and, uh, you know, taking quite quite a portion of the day before receiving the bad news and, and uh taking my visa away and and giving me the five-year denial um he basically told me that there's a number on the um on the forms and i could phone that and seek an appeal and see what goes from there did you call the number um definitely uh it took it took a while i mean for obvious reasons after losing a a six-figure income yeah um you know and and times being so tough in the last four or five years you know a lot of people as well as ourselves don't have money for for lawyers and to be quite honest you know where do you go when this happens to you Mm. i mean you know, I'm, I've, I've traveled quite extensively and worked in other places, and I've never heard anything like this happening to somebody. So you're kind of, I guess, left out in no man's land. Um, and, uh, you know, we had gotten a few uh, uh, quotes, I guess, or, you know, I guess that's where it starts when yeah, uh, yeah. dealing with the legal aid, you know, the legalities of it. But it wasn't until I seen the article um, with Len and uh and the experience the other gentleman had here uh on the uh, west coast that we finally were thinking good lord like there is somebody else out there that this is happening to so we reached out to len and you know i guess he's a savior in itself (laughs) because he's you know told us 
um, what's going on, and this is becoming a more and more frequent uh, act, I guess. So, Corey, I've got some more questions for you coming up. Uh, Len, your lawyer, Len Saunders, joining me uh, as well this afternoon. Hi, Len. Hi, how are you? Good. So give me an idea. What the hell happened here? Well, what I've been seeing, and this is on all the ports of entry, kind of in the western U.S., on the Canadian border, if anyone shows up and there's any sort of discrepancy on missing documents or any kind of issues, rather than just denying entry to Canadians or allowing them to withdraw their application for entry, what I've been seeing over the past summer is they're just handing out five-year bars. They're saying, you're inadmissible, come back in five years. And in most of the cases, there's really no reason. It's either somebody like Corey who's applying for a work permit and there's maybe one missing document or a document which they don't think is correct, or it's someone who's just coming down as a visitor and they're concerned that maybe they don't have a full-time job in Canada. And so I'm seeing this all the way from Montana through through northern Washington State, um, and I'm literally seeing one case a day. Wow. So, so Len, you looked at uh, Corey's documents. I'm, I'm, uh, you're his lawyer. Was there something missing? Was there something not right? Um, he did have one document, which I, I think was incorrect. But what they should have done was they should have just said, look, come back yeah. tomorrow with the yeah, right yeah. document. It's easy, right? It's, it's a very harsh um, result when they issue a five-year bar for somebody who could come back the next day or a week later and and deal with whatever they think is missing and that's how they've always acted in the past usually when someone receives a five-year bar it's because they've lied to a border officer Mm. or they've been caught working illegally in the u.s they violated immigration laws the cases i've been seeing like corey's none of them make sense there's nothing that says that there's an immigration violation. It, it, it's almost like they're just handing them out like speeding tickets at these ports of entry. So, I, I mean, once again, I, I think we all get a little nervous when we're going, you know, when we're crossing a border. It doesn't matter where, where we are. You know, you, you tell the truth, you do your thing, or I mean, at least most of us do. I mean, I know that there's, you know, some shysters out there. We, we know that these border guards have some power, but when you look at this, you realize just how much power power they have it's unreal well and and with these expedited removals there's no appeal no i always appeal. tell canadians these officers are judged jury and hangman they have the ability to bar an individual either for five years or for life you know some of these cases are lifetime bars most of them aren't most of them are like Corey's. they they basically say come back in five years but the problem is if he comes back with the same documents in five years they may do the same thing because there's really no immigration violation with any of these cases that I can see. So so what do you think's going on here? Well, there's obviously been a policy change, an unwritten policy change um, in this sector. Where I sit right now in northern Washington State in Blaine is where they actually administer the border from International Falls, Minnesota to Point Roberts, Washington, which is just south of Vancouver. So it's administered out of here. So my feeling is there's been some sort of change where somebody senior has said to these officers, whether it's at Sweetgrass or Pembina or any of these ports of entry in northern uh, in the northern U.S., basically deny entries aren't allowed you need to do five-year bars for Mm. canadians so somebody has given that directive to these officers because it's happening 
at multiple ports of entry. So I just had a text come in, um, uh, Len and Corey, and it says it sounds like they're protecting American jobs for Americans first and foremost. Protectionism. Do you think that that's what it could be? Well, under NAFTA, NAFTA has been implemented for the free flow of, of goods and people. So there could be a hundred or a thousand Americans who are eligible or willing to do this job that Corey was hired for. That's irrelevant. If mm. they want to hire him, he's eligible. Mm. So unless they're rewriting NAFTA at the ports of entry, that's, that's not relevant. It shouldn't be considered. So, Corey, um, what has all, what's the fallout been for you and your family because of all of this? Well, you know, for, for obvious reasons, um, you know, a nice six-figure sal- uh, salary. I mean, the, uh, the conditions on the new job hire, um, they fully expected my family and myself to move down to Fort Worth. So, you know, we, we had taken the time previously to, you know, prep our home for sale and, uh, you know, move forward with the new, the new job down there. And then to have this happen, it, it's it honest to God, like, you know, being in the oil industry for 30 years, you get to go through a lot of those rough conditions with yeah. family being away, et cetera, et cetera. And this is something that I just honestly, I've never really felt um, uh, like, you know, you know, for obvious reasons, it, it it's for weeks we were just feel like we, you know, we were on another planet. How do we deal with this? Um, where do we go with this? You know, for obvious reasons, yeah, because yeah. in five years, um, you know, that's a good portion of my good professional working career that I can generate money and support yeah. my family. So yeah. now where? And, you know, we've got election time coming up. Where is that going to put us? So, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough goal, without so, a doubt. So, Corey, what did um, I, I know that the uh, the border security called um, uh, the, the people down in in Texas that wanted to, to hire you? What did what did they tell you about those conversations and about the the yeah the conversation that went back and forth between them? Well, when when I was being interrogated and I was sitting there, he he had said that uh, you know he had wanted to know my intention to going down there and my job scope, and I had fully told him truthfully, like I did all the other times, um, what it was about. And uh, so he he took on he took it on himself to call my employer in Calgary, and uh, and the U.S. based one in Fort Worth, and I could overhear the conversation, and he was very belligerent, and. Um, you know, deceiving on the way he worded his questions, mm. and from what I could, from what I could tell, he almost seemed that he wanted them to lie about my mm. intent and purpose of going down there, and and I found that, you know, for obvious reasons, unprofessional, and and like, oh my God, what's happening here? So, um, and then after, of course, um, being denied and having to drive home, uh, I called my employers and and got the the other side of the yeah, story yeah. on. And that's exactly what he was trying to do. Like, they found him very unprofessional and same type of uh, narrative, asking them the same question four or five times in a different way, you know, when the, when the answer's still the same right from the beginning. Corey and Len, I need to take a quick break here. Can you just uh, hold the line for a second? I have a couple more questions for you when we come back. Sure, certainly. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, we'll continue this conversation uh, with Corey Yike and Len Saunders. Want to know what comes next and, and what kind of recommendations Len Saunders, who's an immigration lawyer, has uh, for 
any of you um, possibly facing the situation in the future, stay with us. 630 Chet Afternoons continues. So, again, just to refresh your memory, uh, Corey Yike uh, from Lethbridge um, had got a job down in, in the U.S., had all the paperwork done, went across the border and was turned away. Um, the, the border guard cancelled his legal work visa, denied him access to the U.S. for five years. I'm joined by Corey Yike this afternoon and Len Saunders, uh, immigration lawyer. Um, Len, so what happens What happens next for Corey? Like, what can you do? You, you, there, you said there's no appeal, so can, can this be fought anyway? So there's no appeal mechanism for an expedited removal. So he has two options. One is to wait the five years and then seek re-entry and hopefully not have it happen again. The other option is to apply for a waiver. The problem is with the waiver, it costs 930 U.S. <laughs> just for the application fee, for the privilege of being able to come back in in the future with no guarantees it's going to be approved. So that's about 13 or 1400 yeah. Canadian. The other problem is when you apply for a waiver, you have to do a letter of remorse showing that you're remorseful for your immigration violations. Oh. I don't know what he could be remorseful for. So the problem is I don't even know if it would be approved because how can he show remorsefulness for something that he doesn't know what he did wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, so Corey, so, gosh, Corey, what, do you, what are you yeah. going to do? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I, I would like to stick with, you know, um, Len's recommendations on where we move forward. But, you know, it is, is, it is something very hard to take. I mean, um, it's, you know, my wife and I sometimes deal with, you know, a little bit, de- uh, you know, bouts of depression. Of course, and, yeah. and, you know, for obvious reasons yeah. and financial difficulties. I mean, it, the, the best way that I guess I can, as a man... Um, explain it to somebody uh, would be, and, and I don't know for obvious reasons, but, you know, when a woman gets raped, you know, that whole intention of saying no and, and having somebody forced upon you, um, I guess there's not much difference here other than there was no physical interaction, but the psychological end of it, I guess, would be pretty much the same. Um, you know, being told no, 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 and there's nothing that you can do. They just force their rules and their regulations on you for no good intent and purpose. Like we, I didn't do anything wrong. All we, all I want to do is put food on the table for my family. Yeah. Um, you know, take the 30 years of experience that I have and teach other people in the industry because they're obviously lacking those professional individuals down in Texas right now. So. It uh, it's pretty heart wrenching uh, most Absolutely. days when you have to think about it. Um, before we let you go, Len, um, I, I've had a couple of texts come in this afternoon um, saying that you know from folks who said they've kind of they've gone through the same the similar situations as as Corey has. Um, I guess you know what would your recommendations be um, for folks um, who you know have have you know managed to get a job down in the states and they're going to cross the border. What what do you what do you tell them? Fly fly out of either Edmonton Airport or Calgary, and the main reason why is the American officers at pre-flight clearance in Canada cannot issue five-year bars. So the worst thing that can happen if you try to fly from Edmonton or Calgary 
is a simple denied entry at the airport. So everybody I'm saying now, if you have any concerns about receiving a five-year bar, fly. So how come they can't and the others can? Because when you're in Canada, they can't give out, or at least the Americans, can't give out expedited removals. It's interesting because the Canadian government has expanded the Pre-Clearance Act mm. to allow the Americans to have a lot more powers on Canadian soil hmm. at pre-clearance, but they can't give out expedited removals because you have to be physically on U.S. soil. Uh, uh. So it's kind of a safe haven for applicants, whether they're going down as visitors or on work permits. And that's what I'm telling everybody. Go to the airport. You cannot receive a five-year bar. The worst thing that can happen is a simple denied entry. Wow, interesting. Um, you know, Len, I want to thank you for joining uh, me this afternoon and uh, sharing your expertise on this. Corey, gosh, I don't even know what to say. I hope things get better for you. I'm sorry that this has happened to you. And uh, please keep us updated on, uh, on, on any developments, okay? Yeah, we'd, I'd love to. All right. Thanks very much for your time. Take care. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Len. <laughs> Have a good night. Thank okay. you very much. Thank Bye. you. Um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff there. Um, and some, some good recommendations from Len Saunders, an immigration uh, lawyer over in uh, Blaine, uh, Washington. So we're coming up to the 3 o'clock news um, and news headlines. And just afterwards, we'll be taking a look at those uh, climate change rallies uh, happening across the country. It's uh, been going on all week around the world, actually. Sarah Comandina, reporter with Global Edmonton, will check in uh, from the downtown rallies that were being held here in Edmonton today as well. Um, just about uh, 3.15 this afternoon, we will head to uh, Winnipeg. We'll head to RCMP headquarters um, in Winnipeg for a news conference that uh, will release the findings connected. Uh, well, actually, I think we're heading to BC, actually, um, and, and we'll take a look at that uh, the, the, the homicide investigation. Um, more details on um, the ending of that manhunt that had us all... Um, well, captured this past summer.